Hey everyone, I'm Joe Bauer and welcome to another episode of Without a Path. Today I'm featuring my conversation with Alex Jordao. She's a Belgian writer, but her parents come from Portugal and Indonesia. In our conversation, Alex shares the story of her first time visiting Indonesia to meet her grandmother and some other relatives she never even knew existed. How do you pronounce the last name? It's like... Um, in French, uh, well... In the I French can try way, the French, go for it. Is it Jordao? Jordao? But is in Portuguese, it's Jordao. Jordao. Oh, so is your ancestry Portuguese? Yes. Okay. So, um, basically, uh, my mom is Portuguese, my dad is Indonesian, and uh, but I was born in Belgium, so yeah, technically I'm, I'm Belgian. Oh boy. Yeah, that's why I have a Portuguese last name. So which yeah. do you identify most with? Or uh, oh, that's a really favors. hard question, actually. <laughs> because I don't know, I don't feel so much like a Belgian person. Uh-huh. I don't feel really Portuguese neither. I mean, I was raised as a Portuguese uh, kid. But I also don't feel 100% Indonesian. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. Like that's I feel cool, a though. bit German inside now because <laughs> we live here. Um, I also feel a bit like Canadian in some way sometimes. Really? Because I live there. So. You live in Canada? Yeah. Wow, you really got like, but you still got like a nice diverse sweet spot. Like it's not yeah. like, I imagine if I found out, I'm from northern United States, Ohio, and if I found out I am, you know, have a parent or something that's from Ontario, like you got, you got Indonesia, you yeah. got Portugal, you're born in Belgium, like that's a, that's a nice mix. Yeah, but sometimes it's a bit hard, you know, like... I don't know where I belong, and it's really hard to answer to answer the question like, "Where are you from?" And then when I say Belgium, people are like, "Wait, you look Asian, but where are you from?" From actually, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, you want the full story then?" Yeah. So yeah, uh, I feel a little bit like a dick. I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool!" You're like, yeah, it was a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's nice. I mean, yeah. So you were we were going to talk about your uh, Indonesia story. Yes. Now the details you gave me, and all I know is that you traveled to Indonesia to meet your sister and your grandmother for the first time when you were 18 years old yeah uh so basically um okay i need to put a put of context here sure context um, away. so um my parents they met in belgium and then i was born and uh, basically my mom raised me alone so um i never had really so much contact with my dad i mean really informal like what's up every month or something like this but nothing like really like a real dad so um and I never felt that I was really Indonesian until a really long time like uh, it really took me I think 16 years to start to acknowledge the fact that oh I'm also half Indonesian I wasn't 100% Portuguese and um it was really special to grow up uh, being like you know the only kid for example in, in my school in Brussels the only kid to be Asian for example and then well, I mean to look Asian um, and then I was always saying, no, but I'm Portuguese. I, I feel Portuguese. That's how my my mom raised me. And then I just know like Portuguese kids songs and stuff, stuff like this. And then um, when I turned 16, I started like asking myself like, oh, actually where I'm from? I don't know. I have never met my grandparents. And then I knew I had a brother. I mean, a half-brother, um, because he, he came to uh, Belgium to study, like, for two or three years, but I was really, really young. I think I was, like, four or six, and I have very few memories, like, I don't know, random memories at the bus station. We were together, and uh, and then he went back to Indonesia, and it's, like, kind of disappeared for me, because we never got in touch, and, you know, in the 90s, there were no, like, 
super fast internet and <laughs> WhatsApp and stuff. So we just right, yeah, like you kind of send them an Instagram or yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, so um, I decided like at eighteen when I turned eighteen that I wanted to go back to like go to Indonesia. So I asked my dad if we could um, go together because I was too afraid to go alone. And um, and then he was like, oh yeah, but by the way, uh, you also have two half sisters. And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, um, one lives in Jakarta and the other actually lives in uh, also in Jakarta, but is going to move to, to Belgium. And I was, you know, it was a lot of information wow. in once. He dropped that on you right before you left. By yeah. the way, half sister, half brother. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, my dad wasn't the most organized person on earth, <laughs> let's say. So I mean, um, that, that that's a little evidence, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it was just... A bit weird because I was like, oh, so, uh, yeah, my brother I knew, but um, my sister. And then I was asking some questions and they are, so they are twins. And um, I'm the youngest of my, like, what do you call it? Sisterhood, brotherhood? I don't know. And your family and, or your, of your siblings? Yeah, my siblings. I'm the youngest. Um, like, now I'm 27. My brother is 45 and my sisters are 40. And, um, and then, so this first trip was really a lot I don't know, it was the first time I was traveling with my dad. Uh, first time I was going to, so far, like, so into Indonesia. And it was really overwhelming. You know, you arrive, like, I arrived directly in Jakarta. And then it took me, you know, four days and I, I got sick because it was really warm and I wasn't used with the food. You know, I just eat Mediterranean food usually at home. And then um, I haven't met my my sister at that, at that time because well, she was busy or something. And um, and then I went to uh, to Bali, and that's where I've met again my brother. So I don't know, you know, twenty years past. No, not twenty years. Wait, I cannot count. Fifteen years past, and uh, it was so weird because he was married and he had two kids, and you know they were already like seven and four, and I was like an aunt from one day to another, and uh, I don't know. In a way, it was like we've never like. We're never apart because we really directly connect again. And um, so we stayed a bit uh, in Bali uh, where my, my brother lived. And uh, yeah, so he showed me around. And, you know, I had this feeling like, oh, that's how like my other part of the family is. Like people look like me. They also have the same nose than me. And, you know, it's something I've never, I've never You're seen. You're looking around before. like, oh, that, that's the nose. That's the yeah, nose I got. Yeah, exactly. And it was weird also because, I mean, I don't look 100% Indonesian because I'm half. Mm-hmm. So for them also, it was like, oh, there is a, like, there is a mix here, you know. And it's quite rare to have Eurasian mix. It's usually like um, Chinese, Indonesian. And um, yeah, so. So you felt like you stuck out in Indonesia. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was weird first days. And um, then um, my brother um, told me that we should go to see uh, my grandma because she was getting really old. And uh, I mean, at that time, she was already like more than 90. And uh, she was living quite far from Bali. So it's in Surabaya, which is uh, like the second biggest city in Indonesia, uh, in Java Island. And uh, so we were like, okay, let's let's go. And my dad was like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> you know, <laughs> dad seems like a very enthusiastic guy. By the way, half sister, half brother, you want to go see your mom? Sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I mean, he's like this. You know, you get used to <laughs> to it. And then um, so we took like we did like a kind of a road trip, um, and then we took uh, the ferry. You know, it was like first time in an Indonesian ferry. It's really really weird i think the coolest thing i remember was the karaoke inside the ferry 
Karaoke on the ferry. That's so cool. Does that sound as awesome as it does in my head? Yeah, it could, but it looks also very weird because it looks super, um, like, shady, you know? Really? <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, it's funny. You have, like, you have giant ferry and then have people s sleeping there and then people having picnic and then people doing karaoke in the same place. Interesting. So, yeah, it was fun. And then we arrived in Surabaya um, and we drove, like... I don't know, three more hours in a little village. And, uh, you know, like, there we... It was really, like, something I wasn't expecting at all. Um, everything was without electricity, you know. There was no panels anywhere in the streets. Uh, there were, I mean, like, you know, like in the movies, like, kids running in next to you when you're mm -hmm. driving. It was just so many colors also, you know, and uh, everything was so green. And uh, then we arrive in this village, and then, um, yeah, there I met my grandma for the first time. And it was weird because, of course, she wasn't speaking, like, she couldn't speak English. I couldn't speak Indonesian, so there was no way we could connect at all. But I remember, like, her face when she saw me the first time, she just started crying, and, you know, and there was this, like, very old lady who looked like a dried plum, <laughs> which is... <laughs> She starts crying in front of me, and I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know what to do, and it was really weird. And I then, like the contrast in feelings, the old woman seeing her, I guess, uh, your granddaughter for the first time, starts yeah. weeping, meanwhile, you're like, you look like a dried plum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, I was like, oh, what should I do now? And then I was, like, smiling, saying hi, and then she was, of course, like, proposing me food, <laughs> you know, every grandma, and then I guess it's everywhere the same, the same thing in every country. And then, um, yeah, we, like, we, I remember we had tea, and then we ate, like, some Indonesian sweets. And then, you know, it was so many feelings. I was really, like, tired. So we decided, like, okay, let, let's spend the night there, like we planned. And um, so we go, like, like in, the, in the guest house. And uh, actually, the house was really, really funny because it was, like, a big field with different little houses everywhere and um, that's also where my dad was born so there was the whole house where he was born and which was destroyed now and you know so we could walk around uh, like seeing where my dad was playing and you know and for my half-brother it was I don't know for him it was normal but I was really like overwhelmed with feelings it was really weird And then um, we we spent the night there. By the way, no electricity after seven. So uh, <laughs> is that just like a like a government rule no, to to conserve energy? Uh, I don't know. I think it's mostly because it was a really tiny village, mm -hmm. and you know, it's like, you know, I guess it was like this. So mm -hmm. I don't know. But somehow it didn't feel like so weird that I remember it now. I just like you got used to it. Yeah, I got used to it, and uh, yeah, I think the coolest thing that I remember from that day, like that trip was um so i don't know if you've been already in indonesia but basically no, um to take uh, showers i mean especially except if you go to hotels which is not the same of course but uh they have like those big water water room mm -hmm. so everything is um with uh how do you call this um porcelain on, on the walls uh -huh. and stuff And um, so you take water in a little in a little pot, which is obviously cold, and mm -hmm. then you just put it on your body, like. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then you know I, I wear glasses, so I had to take down my glasses and I start washing, and then I was like, I see something really big on the wall, you know, and, and I really don't see very well, <laughs> so I was like, oh, what is it? Then I put my glasses, and you know, there is this huge centipede, like Ooh. something like this, on the wall, watching at me when I'm taking my shower. 
And uh, I was like... Herbert oh. Centipede? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Indonesia, cool. Okay. <laughs> was that really a reaction? Cool. Indonesia. No, I, I was like, eh, Dad, what, what is this thing? Because I was so scared this thing jumped on me. I don't know. Those insects there are really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff I remember. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then the, we... Like the, the next day, we woke up, we hang around more with my grandma, but I guess nothing exciting because we were not speaking. You know, we were just yeah. really watching at each other. She was touching my hairs, and like, <laughs> you know, so it was like, how cool. And um, yeah, then we decided to uh, go back to, to Bali, and um, like, we spent uh, two more weeks there with my, my brother, and it was really really great I mean to go back to this connection we had when I was small and I forgot um, and then we went to uh, Jakarta and um, there I've met my um, my half sister for the first time so the one who lives in Jakarta still now okay. um, so it was so weird because she could speak English and but she wasn't speaking to me at all and we were I don't know we were completely strangers so, and then I was trying to, like, to connect somehow, but I saw that nothing came back, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just decided that, okay, maybe she's my half-sister by blood, but, you know? <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> that's it. So I didn't feel like anything. And then, um, yeah, it was really, really weird. And she didn't even try neither to, to talk with me, so. And is this half-sister uh, related to your half-brother? Yeah, uh, they have the so, same parents. I mean, we have the same. We all have the same dad, but okay. we have different moms. Okay. So my dad is also a lover. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Most people would be grossed out thinking about that, but you just jumped right on there. <laughs> yeah, um, it's okay. So, but you, you it sounded like you connected more with your half brother. Yeah. Uh, so with my half brother, and then my other half sister, uh, which uh, came to Belgium after. So um, there's, a, there's. Yeah, we are two. There wow. were four, actually, in total. You weren't kidding, a lover, huh? No, <laughs> so they are. Um, so I have two half sisters, which are twins, uh -huh. uh, like together, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then one half brother. Okay. Yeah, and um, so then uh, my other half sister came to Belgium later on to study, um, and because of course there's more job offers in Belgium, and uh, she could be with my dad then, and uh, yeah, with her it's another story. Uh, because we really like each other, actually. So um, he's the only one I still have a bit of contact because, um, unfortunately, my, my brother moved away from uh, Bali now and uh, it's really hard to, to get in touch with. But somehow my nephew found me on Instagram, so now he's following me on Instagram, <laughs> which is really weird. But, yeah, um, yeah. And then my with my other half-sister, it's really, it's really going better. And, you, sorry, she's still in Indonesia that you... The half-sister um, that you're still in yeah. touch with? Yeah, uh, no, she's in Brussels now. She's in Brussels, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so you, you're, I mean, we're close to Brussels. You get to visit her or she visit mm, you in, in Germany? No, she never came to see me, but um, sometimes we meet each other. But uh, yeah, like uh, two years ago, my dad uh, passed away. And uh, there was like, I don't know, it was quite hard for, for us because, um, yeah, he died from cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really um, like a hard moment to live because... Somehow we were all related, you know, but the only person we, we were related um, from mm -hmm. huh? yeah. um, was our, our dad and he died. So we were like, okay, we have no connections at all now, except the one that we want to have, you know. And um, But that can almost make it stronger then, because now you don't have to say we're hanging out because of dad. Now you're yeah. hanging out, you're spending time together because you actually want to. 
Yeah, actually, with my sister, like we kept a bit in touch. Uh, the one in Brussels, uh, so we are texting somehow. And like um, last time, I went to um, to Brussels to pick my plane, like pick a plane, and then uh, she works at the airport, so we've met there. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, my brother would like to see him again, but it's been like now five, no six years oh, wow. um, since I haven't seen him. Where did he move to from? Uh, now he's in Malang. It's another city in Indonesia, oh, okay. which, but it's quite hard to go. And uh, yeah, since my dad died, I'm not sure I'm, I'm ready to to go. <laughs> so yeah. So have you only been to Indonesia that one time to I meet your grandmother and your twice? Yeah. Twice, okay. Twice, yeah. And it was really, it was really nice. So the first one you were, you said 18? Yeah. And, then and the second one was... 19. Oh, it just went right back. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because it was like, I loved my first trip mm-hmm. and I was, yeah, I got really sick and I lost like six kilos because I was really, really sick. And then I came back uh, to Belgium and uh, it took me like maybe one month to recover from all the emotions and stuff. And I was like, oh, I really, I really want to go back. Because it was it was just so crazy, you know. It was so different, mm-hmm. and um, and then I felt that there were so many things that I have left to do. Because the only thing I did when I was the first time in Indonesia was spending time with my brother, and uh, somehow you know when I hear people speaking about Indonesia, how amazing it is, and like, um, like you just have to go to Bali. Go to Bali. Yeah, you have to go exactly, to Bali. You if know? you're in Southeast Asia, just swing by Bali. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's so much more than Bali in Indonesia, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, yeah, and also, I want also to live this kind of holidays where I can just, like, discover the city by myself and not having to, like, to meet people and, yeah, so... So you're looking to go back? Yeah, um, we were, like, now with my uh, my current partner, we were uh, talking about it already for three years, but, yeah, then, as I told you, uh, my dad passed away and I was like, okay, I, can't, I cannot go back, that would be too much, like, right. too much now. So, um, yeah, I guess maybe next year or the year after. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm ready. Well, and your, and your boyfriend's German, right? Yeah, my boyfriend's so German. So how are you going to prepare him for mm. Indonesia? I would say check people who look like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure he's ready. And I don't think <laughs> anything I can tell him will make him ready. So Well, at least he'll have you there and you... Yeah, I mean, I'm a fake one, you know, I'm not a real Indonesian, I don't even speak the, the language. You don't feel, but at the beginning you said that you, you know, you, you knew you were Indonesian, but you, you know, you'd never been there and you didn't really feel that close, yeah. but even even though you don't speak the language, you don't feel a little closer to the country now? Mm, not really, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined my touching ending. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. No, no, it's really like, you know, it, identity is really something which is hard to hard to describe especially when you have so many different backgrounds mm-hmm. and so many influences um i guess yeah i i like the fact that i see people who look like me but I, they don't they don't think like me you know it's another mm-hmm. culture it's really something so different from european culture that it's really hard to to relate to i mean even my my brother and sisters like when we hang out together i notice we are so different and mm-hmm. We have like yeah, we have some stuff in common, like hobbies and things like this. But the way that we really think is so different because I wasn't raised as an Indonesian right. kid. So what's something that sticks out to you is a big difference between European and Indonesian culture. Ooh, so many stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, was there a moment when you were doing something with your Indonesian family that like you just kind of pumped the brakes and you're like, this is different. 
Yeah, I would say first thing that pops in my mind is organization. Uh, it's a big mess there. So like <laughs> there is zero organization and uh, there is like everything is based on, you know, how like happiness. Uh, so what you do to make yourself feel happy and not because you need to do it, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know if it makes sense. Um, for example, um, like, oh, I don't know, it's really hard to find examples. But uh, also, the, I think the relation to family is really strong in Indonesia. And it's something I've never really experienced because I'm not, I mean, you notice I'm not a family person. <laughs> so it's like, uh, for example, my brother and sister, they were doing everything they could for my dad, you know. And for me, I don't know if it's the fact that I was raised only by my mother or if it's the fact that I was raised as European, but... I felt like I don't owe anything to anyone, mm -hmm. you know, like if I want to do something, like if my dad asked me to do something, I would, I would think like, okay, but do I want to do it or does it make sense to do it or just I do it because he wants me to do it. And, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, this relation to family, especially I mean, in my family was really, was really different for, for us. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> now having you know traveled there and kind of digesting this you've had a, a bit of time to digest it where does the portuguese culture fit into this do you feel more connected to that because it's more european and I don't, i don't know if you you said you sang portuguese songs as a kid yeah. do you at least speak some of the language still mm -hmm. yeah uh, so yeah i i don't know i feel like uh, more more this southern person you know <laughs> Like, um, when I graduated from uh, my my bachelor, so um, I did my bachelor in Belgium in design, and then I wanted to continue studying, and then I was thinking, like, okay, what should I do? And I was, I could have gone, like, to um, the fine arts faculty in, in Brussels, but then I was like, oh, wait, now is the time, I could go to, to Portugal. And then uh, I decided to apply for uni uh, to go there, and, um, yeah, I got accepted. So I went uh, two years to live in Portugal and it was really like, I don't know, I felt like I was home for a while, you know, it was really so, so easy. I didn't have like to fit in and it was just like super easy. And um, Because you spoke the language or? No, I didn't spoke the language. Oh, you didn't? No. So, <laughs> yeah, because my mom, um, my parents both immigrated uh -huh. to Belgium uh, when they were pretty young for work. So the way to fit in is like you need to speak French because you live in Belgium. Right. And um, when I was raised, my mom tried to make me learn Portuguese. I was like not interested at all. <laughs> so um, I didn't learn Portuguese. And then when I went to Portugal, uh, they told me, yeah, your your master degree will be in Portuguese, in, in English, it's fine. And I was like, yeah, sure, English is fine, no problem. Then I arrived there and they told me, oh, by the way, you're the only foreign foreign student, even if you have a Portuguese name. We don't do classes for you in English, so you need to learn Portuguese. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I arrived at the uni and it took me maybe, I don't know, two months. And I was um, like, I could speak fluent Portuguese. In two because, months? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, my mom was calling always on the phone with the family. And then you told her to switch or yeah, speak and, Portuguese? Yeah, and then I could hear, you know, always Portuguese. Yeah. So my ears more, like, more trained. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it was really easy. And it sounds a bit like French. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> like... Like French and Spanish, like yeah, a baby exactly. or something, yeah. You, you just need to get used to the weird sounds and then everything is fine. But yeah, and then um, two months there, like after two months, I got 
like um, I could speak properly Portuguese and then I start making Portuguese friends and you know I felt like oh I feel like I could live here then um, I even got a, like a student job on the side so I could earn some money and uh, yeah then I met my German boyfriend <laughs> you met him in Portugal yeah oh okay so he was working there and um, yeah so at the moment I was thinking oh I will I will live a few more years in Portugal it's fine I really like it also it's easy for me I have a Portuguese passport too and the Belgian one mm -hmm. so I could just like just live here and then my boyfriend was like oh I'm going back to Germany like kind of I miss Curiewurst you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like oh I've never been to Germany and I really like that guy so I was like okay I come with you <laughs> so yeah that's how I arrived I right, ended up in Germany right. so yeah. I want to I want to end uh, though on, on Indonesia now that you're you're talking about going back and you don't have a set reason to go back or you don't have yep. you know you don't have to, you can see the family that you connected with the family who you didn't connect with so well maybe you don't give them a call or, or send them an email yep. what what are your plans what do you want to do when you go back to indonesia so much <laughs> so um, i don't know i think i would i would really like to go back to see my my brother and uh like his wife was really amazing and the kids were so sweet you know and they were t teaching me how to count in in indonesian and stuff like this so i think i would like to to like start in bali do the you know like a little road trip on the island and then not stay much longer because uh, the tourists uh, no thank you <laughs> and um then i think we'll go to malang see my brother and then yeah i don't know Maybe go back to uh, Yogyakarta. Uh, I've been there like one day with my dad to see the Borobudur, so the big temple. And um, yeah, basically just, you know, get the feeling again. My thanks to Alex for coming on the show. If you parle français and want to follow her work, you can find her at olamelama.com. That's O-L-A-M-E-L-A-M-A.com. On the next episode of Without a Path, I'll share my conversation with Arturo Castro. Arturo is a classical guitarist from Mexico with roots in both Cuba and Puerto Rico. For several years now, he's been living in Germany, where he moved to study under his mentor. Since we last recorded, I've posted a new off-the-beaten-path travel guide to Morocco, complete with a three-minute narrative video of the trip. If you've been before, are heading there soon, or if you just want to take a glimpse at Morocco, head over to withoutapath.com and let me know what you think. That's it for today's show. I'm off to the States for 10 days, checking out the Civil Rights Trail in Georgia before taking the train up to Charleston for a couple days. If you have any tips, you can do all the social media things with me at Bauer Joe on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks as always for listening, and we'll see you again on the next episode of Without a Path. He says, no santo que me haga.